You're listening to the Deadly Uncle Podcast. A safe space for Deadly Uncle Conversations. Next up, we have Zach Williard, an awesome musician, a young man that is doing wonderful things in the community. He is about to graduate high school, and his plans are to attend East Tennessee State University, which has a very specific program, a bluegrass music program and country music program, the only one of its kind in North America, and you're going to learn all about it from Zach. Well, I grew up here in uh, Edmonton, you know, I've lived uh, most of my life here, but you know, I, um, I'm i originally from Sucker Creek First Nation, and uh, yeah, for sure, and spent a couple of years of my life there, and uh, yeah, but mo- mostly in Edmonton, I'm a city slicker, yeah. <laughs> Lots of music from Sucker Creek, you yes. know, the Midland Band is yep. from there, it sure is, yeah. Nathan yes. Cunningham's from Ooh. there. Yes. Oh yeah, real, real wonderful people, and I've played with them handful of times here and there and yeah just just real real wonderful people you know are you related to any of those guys i can guarantee it i don't know exactly (laughs) (laughs) and on multiple sides mind you most likely like it's just all over we're all we're all connected yeah (laughs) that's awesome yeah so what kind of music did you have growing up in your home what did you? What was playing when you were running around as a kid? What do you remember? How much time do we have? Well, <laughs> you know, I just I love country music and like a real country music, mind you, you know. And so that was a lot of the stuff that was uh, playing around. And my grandparents would play them old CDs, and my mom, of course. And you know, the three of them really have had a major, major influence on me. Um, when it comes to music and uh, and like in general as well, but you know, as music, uh, the three of them, um, yeah, like I said, just play them old CDs and and um, put on the radio, and it was always like Hank Williams and George Jones and Johnny Cash. I can be remember, I well, I remember being uh, like three years old and knowing every word to Folsom Prison Blues. And, and probably you know, singing it lower than Johnny Cash. Yeah, <laughs> now I am. I was way up here before, but yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's just good. And so I I guess you could say that, you know, country music has been always been a part of my life and it's just second nature to me. And, uh, and I will also mention, you know, my uncle Warren, um, uh, as, as well has really had a major influence on me with uh, with guitar and, and just music in general and like the first guitar I ever had was given to me by him and you know it's it's just been wonderful and so I just couldn't uh, ask for a better family more nicer kinder family so yeah definitely no that's amazing that's amazing and so tell us what instruments that you played and and what were you you drawn to like Tell us what uh, you know. What in- in- influenced you first, like as as for for instruments? Yeah, well, I wasn't like if you know my family, none of us are musical. I mean, my uncle Warren a little bit, but um, like you know, my mom, my parents were were not musical whatsoever, and so. Um, you know, I started at Prince Charles School playing the fiddle and just screeching away. Uh, you know, yeah. Gary Lee? Yeah, Gary Lee, yeah, for sure. And he was my first uh, fiddle teacher. And, uh, He's taught a lot of kids He in sure has, yeah, for sure. Wow. And so uh, Gary Lee and Judy Gatto. They Shout out to Gary Lee yes, for, for making sure. this happen. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And... Um, you know, I can't give him all the credit. It was me, but yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. For being an influence, influence. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm only teasing, but yeah, you know, it's it's just been great, and um, but definitely, um, 
of course, he's been a major influence, uh, like uh, in the early years, mind you. And of course, it's it's changed over the years. But you know, like I was saying, country music has just been huge for me, and I loved uh, listening to the old records. And so naturally, when I started playing the fiddle, I'd start copying these old records, and uh, I started with just strictly fiddle records. And so you know, Don Messer and Andy Desjardins and Reg Bovet and some of the old old timers. And then, um, you know, I gradually moved into more country music. And like I said, I've always been listening to country music. I just nece didn't necessarily learn from it. And then after I started building my collection of LP records, which is that <laughs> like a thousand albums, mind you now. Wow. Um, after I started building that collection, I just would listen to all these, this amazing music from like 50, 60, 70, 80 years old. And um, I just learn from it and be influenced. And it's really, that's the best place you can learn. Because, like, you're learning from the masters, you know. And so it's just it's just wonderful. Like I said, George Jones. And one of my real favorite fiddle players is um, an American fiddle player. And uh, he was a real big influence on my playing. It's Chubby Wise. He played with um, Bill Monroe and uh, Hank Snow. And, you know, but, um, and there was um, I just yeah, have to lot of other something here. How old are you? I am 17. Okay, Only 17. Just, yeah. now, now here's my interjection. <laughs> Typically, I know people in their 30s that have no idea who some of those artists are that you just named. Exactly. So yeah. what drove you to seek out those older artists? Because that's really the question. Like, you you must have an old soul. Because oh, you, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because kids your age do not listen to Bill Monroe, <laughs> you know, that well, some of them do, like, yeah. obviously, there's obviously some out there that do, yeah. but oh, yeah. your typical teenager is listening to, like, I don't know, Justin Cardi B, Bieber, and, Cardi yeah, B, sure, yeah. you know, like, yeah. that kind of stuff. Drake, yeah, we, all of them, so the question is, do you twerk? No! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Not in a million years, yeah. <laughs> And you've been performing now since you were... Oh, ten young, years right? old, yeah, yeah, nine, ten years. Like, because we started at the Prince Charles School Fiddler, so I've been performing since I was nine. But as a solo performer and talking, I think I went to this little talent show in High Prairie, Alberta, and um, you know, I think there was maybe twenty people, and uh, at the um, what's that place called, the Sports Palace. And so we went up there and I just scratched away on my little fiddle, and I don't even know if I placed, but you know, but that's where it, what really started it, you know, and I just getting up there and overcoming the fear of public speaking and performing in front of people, having so many eyes look at you, it really kind of uh, sparked something in me. And so, yeah, but that was the first time. I, I, I think it was about 10 when, when I first solo performed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you became a fiddle player because most most people that want people to look at them become drummers. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> No, that's pretty amazing, like, you know, for especially, like, at your age, you know, and, and to see you, you have a, a very, uh, um, like, an even an old soul stage presence when I see you up there, uh, the way that you speak, and I, I said this to you before, and this is, like, a, a huge compliment, is that I, I picture you at, like, a dinner table with, like, so many grandchildren and, and people just loving your stories and... <laughs> you know listening to you know you tell them and stuff and, and it's just like uh i see you already as like a like almost like a grandfather yeah it's pretty funny well maybe and, after yeah. uh some years of touring and whatnot and playing music you never know that I yeah think that's that's what will happen yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know as you know as i seen this kid you know 
around and doing his thing this young man here you know we we always tell him you know and we tell the young ones you know don't do what we did don't don't do the partying don't do the 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 mistakes and we want to see these these young men grow you know because i was sitting with you guys like a couple of nights ago you and your your brother bryce yeah and uh you know when i was your age at that time i would have been partying hard like and Trent Especially been, being away from home and not having any supervision. Yeah, and Trent would have been beside me <laughs> yeah, partying. Definitely. And we probably would have gotten uh, some trouble and all that. So it's well, just, I'll let you in on a little secret. We didn't have a boot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you were with Kurt. No, <laughs> of course I'm only joking. But yeah, yeah, no, but I totally get what you mean. Like, and it's just. I was raised in the uh, traditional way, and, and you know, and that that's what rings true to me. And um, yeah, but it's just that old-fashioned way, and, and you know, I've talked about it with my mom, and she's raised me in a very old-fashioned way, but a lot of those old-fashioned values and, and morals work, and they've yeah. been proven to work. And so it's just, I haven't known anything else, so, you know, I feel like it's going good for me, so I'm gonna <laughs> keep, on the, keep on that road. Is yeah. there anything, like, in your past, from when you were growing up that maybe drove you towards that as well, like made you not want to do drugs or alcohol? Is there anything that happened in your life that maybe made you look at it and say, yeah, that's not for me? Well, my dad was a major alcoholic, and so it's just having that in the house all the time. Like, he left when I was three, and so it was like, of course I remember a little bit of it, but I remember it just being weird and, and it just not feeling right, and it just, yeah. Like, I know I was very young, and some people said some people would think that I'm too young to remember but no I remember and it just I remember it feeling it or I remember it feeling so uncomfortable and I just really didn't like it and I couldn't look at him for support and, and different things and I still can't so but uh, you know and that's what kind of drove me to think and and act in this kind of regular way without well not regular but um, I don't no, know but that's a good way to normalize way, yeah. it actually if you think in your head that this is regular and normal, then that's good because well, yeah. we're trying like along the way, we're all trying to break cycles that happen mm -hmm. in our past, like from intergenerational trauma from residential yeah, sure, schools. Yeah. Like our parents were, you know, had dysfunction when we were growing up. There's lots of things that we saw and did and that it's nice to hear a young person say, you know, I want to live a normal life and make it seem like not drinking and not doing drugs is normal. Yeah, so exactly. I commend you for that way of thinking because that's what we need to do is break down that other break the negative cycle, way of yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's uh that's why, you know, we have you on this podcast here today is because, you know, you being such a young you're our youngest guest by the way. Well, thank uh, you. So, it's so an far. honor. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, but to have you on here and uh, to show the, the community that we have young people that are living a different life. This is the new generation, the generation where it's okay to be normal without drugs or alcohol, to play music, to play those old country songs that are, you know, connected to drinking. You know, yeah, yeah, and for, forgotten, connected to drinking in that. Well, here's an example of somebody who loves to play that music in a sober light and bring what's really important to that music is which which is the storytelling and the healing well, exactly right? like and i feel like just a lot of them old-fashioned songs like 
they come from a different time, but a time when people express themselves truly. And it, a lot of these songs come from the heart. And like it's it's songs about life and it's songs about living and songs people can connect to. I think that's the most important. And if you want a hit record, you're gonna have to connect to people. You know, like you're telling me that WAP doesn't connect to people. No, <laughs> Maybe in the wrong ways. <laughs> no, but I I do agree. I I grew up in the tradition of you know almost in that folk tradition of passing on a song and you know keeping that tradition alive. I my dad was a traditional country artist and he played country music from 1968 until he retired in 2014 so that's where I draw most of my influences from is from my dad and all the guys that I grew up playing with when I was like your age I was playing with 40 year olds oh yeah and 50 year olds and guys like that and like you are now yeah (laughs) and that's how you keep that tradition alive and it is actually a dying tradition like the the country music tradition of western Canada is almost it's almost extinct. Like there was a time when people, my dad made his living. He played six nights a week playing country music for, you know, 20 years. Yeah. And now you can't even get gigs for one night mm-hmm. that are regular. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, See, and as much as I want to like, what's the right word? As much as I agree with you, I, part of me says no. Like I, I would love to, uh, kind of have hit records and, and kind of bring this old-fashioned music back because there is a resurgence of it and it's small but it's getting bigger you know and people are are people's ears are tuning back into that old-fashioned real authentic music and it's it's getting more real like with the Elvis movie that was huge people are like starting to love that old-fashioned sound and it's just amazing to me that like people my age are like oh I love Elvis like and that's just it makes me feel like I have a chance in the business, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, um, the George and Tammy series just came out about George Jones and Tammy Wynette, and, you know, and, and it's stuff like that that brings us the true stories out and, and you know, and, and sets the clock back and makes people realize there's much more real, authentic music if you just dig a little bit. And, you know, it's always getting recorded, and there's this kind of underground scene of, of real, authentic, true artists. Yeah, no, it's it's funny because that Elvis movie actually inspired two of my nieces to get into Elvis. And I was yeah. like, I showed you Elvis, remember? They're like, uh, no, you didn't show us Elvis. And they're totally into it Elvis now. always trying and to take credit for yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, you know, they're under 25, right? They're in between. They're in that age bracket of, of being younger and finding this music but yeah and i think that honestly at at showcases and those type of things i think that you're going to do well you know at at the alberta showcases and those type of things i'd encourage you to to apply for those things you know and uh because there is there is a market for for that style of music and so are you um writing any music i sure am yeah and you know actually just last night i I wrote a brand new song, and uh, you know, and uh, <laughs> the best ones are the true ones. So I wrote about um, some things in my life, and yeah, different situations. And but uh, yeah, I love writing, and it's it's new to me. You know, I only started this year, but you know, I've had lots of people come up and tell me, you know, I, I really love this song that you wrote, and connect to it, and and you know, that's that's why I do it because of the people, and you know, it's I really appreciate the fact that people are recognizing. It's, I, I mean, it's slow. But it's starting. And mm-hmm. so, um, 
Yeah, but it just felt so wonderful to... lots of years ahead of you. One fat <laughs> at a time, bro. Yeah. One moment at a time, just living the, yeah. living the yeah, present. Baby steps, yeah. baby steps. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's just wonderful. Like, I wrote this song, and uh, which is on my brand new EP. And, uh, you know... What's the EP uh, called? It's uh, self-titled, Zach Willier, and you can find it on Spotify and Apple Music. And, um, yeah, but it's there's this here song and called Don't Show Me Her Picture that I wrote after a lady friend of mine. And, uh, you know, but um, a lot of people really loved it and, and just loved the story. 17-year-olds that say lady friend. <laughs> <laughs> Times don't change. Well, you know, it didn't. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I only tease you because it's it's cool. Man. It is so cool <laughs> for real. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you guys, I, I, I really, I think that you're. And that's what deadly uncles do. We tease you. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta tease the young ones for sure. No, but I, I just really, I, I think that uh, you're headed in the right direction. I like the fact that you're picking, uh, you know, a genre that is, you know, almost something, uh, something of the past, and bringing it back. You know, to the young generation, For and sure, yeah. even with the fiddle and stuff, and one of the performances that I seen you do is you actually play full songs with the fiddle um, without any guitar players, and that's you singing along with the fiddle. So, tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that, and how did well, you come up with that? Yeah, and so my I don't know philosophy would always be like I didn't word that right, right, but uh, you know. The way I always thought of a fiddle is it's it's a melody instrument, so you'd only hear it on met, uh, on the melody of songs. But you know, I kind of out of necessity, really, I kind of t taken it and turned it into kind of a rhythm instrument. So I'd strum along with the fiddle. So I'd start out like that, do jambalaya or something, and and then I'd um, play the lead part, and and then I'd. Um, I go from strumming to playing and then back to strumming and and yeah it's just kind of and like I said it's out of necessity because a lot of the times I'm doing these gigs just by my lonesome but uh, you know <laughs> but it's um it's just kind of the way I have to have to do it but you know it's it has an interesting sound one of my favorite like ones to do is uh, I'm so lonesome I can cry and uh, yeah. yeah so that's sounds real good once you once you get going but uh, yeah for sure why don't you uh, why don't you play us uh why don't you play us that, that song? Sure, yeah, I'll uh, get yeah. my fiddle out. Here yeah, you pull your fiddle out. While you pull it out, I'll talk uh, a little bit about some of the gigs that we have coming up. We, actually, all three of us... Are I'm going to go to the washroom while you get ready. Okay. <laughs> all three of us actually have gigs at the IM Collective. We want to send a big shout-out to Lori. This weekend? For, uh, yes, this weekend coming up. And this episode, I believe, you know what? We're going to get Zach to sing also... Uh, uh, the the famous Elvis uh, song Christmas song mm -hmm. uh, so low uh, not so lonesome uh, Blue, Blue Christmas, Christmas. Yeah. yes Blue Christmas because you know what I think this has got to be our first episode to air hopefully on Christmas Day so we'll we'll hopefully air this on Christmas Day but we have shows coming up all we all uh, month long with the I M Collective so we want to send. A big shout out to Lori uh, with the I Am Collective for making this happen, keeping us artists busy through the Christmas year. Not only performing artists, but all the artistins that you know make this happen. Also, want to send a big shout out to Authentically Indigenous with uh, Melreen Eagle Speaker and also um, and and her sister as well. Um, 
I'm going to have to edit that because I can't remember. Malreen and Autumn. There we go. Malreen and Autumn Eagle speaker that have authentically indigenous. You keep all of us artists and artistins busy. So we thank you with all of our hearts. And yeah, we're going to get Zach to play a song. Would you be able to sit down and play it? I'll, yeah, sit, out of the, I'll sit out of the camera. You can sit right here in the middle. Well, and, that uh, will hit you right in the eye. Yeah, yeah and I'll uh, pull off to the side once once you're ready. You can just introduce it, and we'll sure. get off your way. Or you can just stand in the middle there. You can move your chair. And... No, I'll sit. Okay. Oh, boy. Whatever you want to do. Bro. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> All the fellow players will be mad at me. Pull this back just so we can see him. Better. I just don't want to drown out the uh, mic level, so just check them. I'm just going to pull the, the one closest to the ground. Yeah, that's good. The other two will pick you up for when you win the set. Here, just one second. So, you know, I, um, like I was saying earlier, I love doing this number and I've heard it basically all my life. And so I want to do it and uh, written by the man himself, old Hank Williams. So long, so long. 
That's a hurting really? number. That's a real hurting like, number, yeah. No, but the way you did it, not not the original version, <laughs> this version, man, for real. That's pretty cool. Do you want to do one more while you have the film? Yeah. Before we get to uh, sure, yeah. I'll sit back down. Let's let's uh, get him to do one more with the fiddle, then one with the guitar. Do the, oh, sure, yeah. the Blue Christmas Blue one. Christmas. Yeah. Maybe I'll just do an instrumental then. Sure. Introduce it. find us on my newest EP if you're interested <laughs> but uh, I love this tune and I think it comes from Scotland but uh, you know the um, the Métis have really taken it as their own and really claimed it for sure so you, some of you probably heard this a million times but you sure as hell haven't heard of Zach Williers version hey Big John McNeil Good job, good job. We, we're putting you to work here. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. You got a pick. Uh, do you got a pick here, my friend? It's the only pick in the whole house. <laughs> I <laughs> just got a Grinch. Oh, I that. did, yeah, baritone guitar. Yeah. All right, so, uh, you know, I've always loved Elvis, and, um, you know, and I just performed a song this past weekend, and um, I printed out the lyrics and everything, thinking I'd forget them, but I didn't, and it just goes to show how many times I've heard the song over the years, but, uh, you know, I love Elvis, and like all they all do, so here's Blue Christmas. <laughs> Uh, 
Uh, uh, have a clue Christmas uh, without you I'll be so blue Just thinking about you Decorations of red On a green Christmas tree the same day when you're not here with me and when the blue snowflakes start falling that's when the blue memories start calling you'll be doing alright with your Christmas of white But I'll have a blue, a blue, blue, blue Christmas I'll have a blue Christmas without you be so blue just thinking uh, uh, about you decorations of red on a green Christmas tree oh they won't baby they won't be the same dear oh when you're not here with me and when the blue snowflakes start calling or fall, that's when the blue memories start calling. He'll be doing alright with your Christmas of white, but I'll have a Gibson Studio. Oh yeah, Gibson. Of course, yeah. it's nice. Yeah, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous. Do you mind gorgeous. if I just leave this here? Yeah, yeah leave it there. That's perfect. Prop. I mm -hmm. like it. Looks good. <laughs> oh, uh, woohoo! Our Christmas, our Christmas special. This is perfect, yeah. right? <laughs> well, you know what we'll do? We're gonna add some uh, some effects, so we'll have like snowflakes oh, and stuff yeah. falling. You know, all kinds That's of stuff. Cool, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where he's getting the snow from, but I sure he has it in his bag <laughs> I have it in my Logic, or not Logic Pro, um, Final Cut Pro, actually. Yeah. One of those. 
<laughs> All that stuff is beyond me. I can sing a I country song, but I don't know about this. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell us about uh, some of the shows that you have coming up. Well, um, like you mentioned, you know, um, the I'm Collective uh, Indigenous Market, and every weekend we're at uh, St. Basil's this weekend, and um, Prince of Wales Armories the next weekend. And yeah, you know, I'm all over the place, and yeah, so it's it's wonderful. And uh, last December it wasn't this busy, so you know, I'm just real happy to be. Um, I'm just so proud to be here, you know, mm -hmm. and, and real fortunate to to get uh, these opportunities and whatnot. And and this past year is really. Um, my career is just taking the next step, so I really, really am just so grateful. No, that's uh, awesome. Tell us uh, about a couple of the highlights that you played over the summer. What were some of the places that you really remembered? Well, the Fort Chip Métis back in um, July, they uh, they asked me to come play for their annual uh, Métis, Métis Days, and so they flew us all out there, and we went all up in the nine-seater plane, and yeah, so like, it was just rocking and all over the place, but yeah. you know, it was really worth it, and they're such wonderful people, and I played, and Rock and Fiddle actually was on the bill as well, and so they, of course, backed me up, and yeah, so those are um, some good boys too, so yeah, but um, so yeah, Fort Chip, and uh, you know, the um, Region 5, Métis Nation of Alberta, had sponsored me to... Um, Go out to Batosh, Saskatchewan at their um, national, uh, like, um, Batosh, back to Batosh Day. So, you know, Métis people from all over Canada come out and celebrate the, the Métis culture. And so, you know, I was real, real fortunate to, to play there. And it's my uh, third year going. So, you know, it's, it's just wonderful. Fingers crossed I'll be back again, but you never know. That's awesome. But, man. yeah. And, um, and actually, one more I'll, I'll let you know about. Uh, back in April, I was um, asked to uh, go out to Ottawa, and so the Royal Canadian um, Geographic Society had asked me to come out and play as um, I was representing the West, and I was very proud to be representing the West. And so, um, better better to do it with a fill, you know? And so, anyway, but I was asked there, the um, Perry Bellegarde, the um, Chief Perry Bellegarde, the former um, AFN leader and uh, you know Mary Simon the governor general was there and so just so and so many other dignitaries and so it was just really wonderful to be out there first time in Ottawa for sure so no that's amazing yeah. that's amazing to also and what grade are you in? I'm in, <laughs> I'm in my senior year of high school grade 12 yeah how many classes are you taking this semester? Uh, just three, and so I have um, every second day I get a half day off, so that's that's real great. <laughs> so is school in the future for you? Oh, yes, you know, it really is. And so um, I'm planning to go to East Tennessee State University up in Johnson City, Tennessee. And um, yeah, and so they have a uh, group there, um, well, uh, um, a four-year degree in Let bluegrass. Let me just pause you just one quick second. I just want to see what's going on with this. Uh, mm, he's running out of battery. <coughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that, brother. I just want to make sure. Oh, okay. It's just saying that card. I'm just going to stop and start this again. Am I talking too much? Nope. No, you're dude, good. It's perfect, dude. This is this exactly is what you're supposed to do. Okay. Well, yeah. That I mean, it is. I'm a here for comic relief. Comic relief. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> no, no I just bring everybody back to reality when you start talking about stuff. I'm like, in what grade are you in? <laughs> yeah, but please, yeah. No, it's just there's you're doing a lot of stuff for somebody that's still in high school, so you still have, <laughs> you know, high school studies to take care of. Yeah. <laughs> what are your grades like? 
Oh, not bad. I mean, social is the lowest, but I'm still passing, so that's that's always a good, <laughs> a good sign, yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm in drama. I love drama, so, you know, uh, I'd like to be like Elvis, just sing and uh, act. That's my <laughs> dream, dance. yeah. Win a Grammy and an Oscar. So. You're listening to the Deadly Uncle Podcast. A safe space for Deadly Uncle Conversations. <laughs>